The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever, interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Good evening, everybody. Welcome on this Friday evening. Uh, My name's Ray, and this is PSI, Adventures in Consciousness. And what we do is once a month, we come in this room and we get to see somebody new, experience something uh, interesting, and walk away with some sort of information or experience that we can maybe take into our lives. And uh, so this evening, we have a very special guest. Uh, We have Christy Clemens Hoffman with us this evening. Go ahead and... Let's give her an introduction. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, how many people know Christy? Raise your hands. Ah, quite a few. Okay. For those of you that don't, Christy's an internationally known psychic medium, hypnotherapist, teacher, and Reiki master, as well as owner of Radiant Wellness. And this evening, she's going to talk to us about QHHT, and she's going to kind of give us a little information about that, and we'll learn something new. So I'll let her go ahead and uh, talk a little bit about that and introduce herself, and we'll go from there. Thank you, Ray. Oh, my gosh. I am so nervous tonight. (laughs) It's great to see so many friendly faces, people I recognize, and it's also terrifying when you know people in the audience. So anyway, just going to get that out there right now. So first of all, I wanted to start off with a little survey. How many people have not heard of Dolores Cannon? Anybody not? Ooh, a lot. Okay, all right. Anybody not heard of QHHT? Wow. Okay. This is going to be fun. Has anybody here had a QHHT session? Looking at you, yes. Yes, excellent. All right. And then are there any other practitioners here of QHHT? Anybody? Oh, okay. All right. Um, A couple of days ago on Facebook, I um, 
asked a question. I said, okay, I'm preparing this presentation. What do you want to hear? And so um, several people responded, very thoughtful responses. And some of those responses I've sprinkled into the presentation so to try to involve them and engage them. Uh, so about me, there I am. So... <laughs> Um, I do readings, Reiki, and regression. That's the short story. So as far as readings go, angel readings, animal communication, Akashic records. Um, I'm medical, uh, medium, intuitive, and uh, do some healing that way as well. And then a Reiki master, so Usui, Holy Fire, Reiki, which I practice Reiki along with meditation at Hallmark headquarters downtown and TVH headquarters, North American headquarters in Olathe. I am a QHHT level two practitioner. There are three levels, and hopefully by the end of the year, I'll be level three. And I also practice um, introspective hypnosis, which I think would be a whole other evening. But briefly, introspective hypnosis allows for distance work. So I can do a, a session with a client around the world, and I, and I do these across the country and, and in other continents as well. Introspective hypnosis also allows for entity removal, which QHHT does not recognize. So there's a slight difference there. The introspective hypnosis also works with forgiveness. If we have trauma with another person, it's very effective at that. So just a, a different way of working. Occasionally, I cross the streams if the client needs something a little bit more, but I can't classify that as strictly QHHT for uh, the purpose of counting the number of sessions that I can get to level three. So then I also am the owner, the founder of Radiate Wellness, and we've got some of our practitioners here tonight. I'm so happy that you're here. And Radiate Wellness is a collective of holistic practitioners, and we are international. We've got four here in Kansas City practitioners and then one practitioner in Switzerland. So we do everything from astrology to Reiki. We do everything in between. We've got life coaching, all forms of energy healing, including attunement, access consciousness, Reiki, Jinshin Jitsu, craniosacral, many, many modalities. And then we're getting ready to grow in the next few months, so watch us. We'll be getting bigger. Also, the host of the Radiate Wellness podcast, and I'm sorry, it's one of my favorite podcasts. It really is, and I'm the host. Is that bad? That's bad. So um, the Radiate Wellness podcast is brand spanking new. We've been out about six months, and we're on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, Libsyn, and YouTube. Every week we have a guest on who radiates a different quality that we'd like to see in our lives, like radiate hope, radiate clarity, radiate peace, all of these wonderful things. Is, has anybody listened to podcasts? Oh, good, 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 good. You know Jim Harold and Jim Harold's Paranormal Podcast? He's a guest. He's going to be out in the next couple of weeks. I'm so excited. So um, please find us on all those places I mentioned, and please subscribe so that you get notified when we have a new episode out. And then please give us a thumbs up, a like, a five star, whatever you're listening on. They have their own thing. So please share some love there, and that'll help other people find us as well. And then please tell your friends, show them how to find it, show them how to subscribe. I'd really appreciate it. So this is one of the questions that came, or one of the answers that came off of Facebook. Wanted to know what drew me to QHHT. Now, 
The long story, I usually say you got to buy me a beer first, and I'll tell you the long story, because it is a long story. But the short story is I've always been on the woo-woo train. I've always been interested in the woo-woo stuff, you know, ghosts and ETs and cryptids and all this weird stuff, as well as spirituality. And so that's just the way I'd lived my life. And then I had a major, major setback many years ago, and I knew there had to be a deeper meaning, because there's always a deeping, deeper meaning, right? So I started Googling and found past life regression. Oh, yeah, 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 that sounds good. Karma, oh, yeah, 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 that's got to be part of it. And found Dolores Cannon. And she was doing this fascinating work with past life regression in part, but it seemed to be the right thing for me to do. So you know, she was based in, in um, northwest Arkansas. I called her office, and I thought, you know what, I could, on a weekend, maybe find, my, maybe my mom could watch my little girl, and I could drive down, spend a weekend, do this thing, and then come back. It'll be fine. So I called her office, and I said, yeah, I want to set up an appointment for a regression with Dolores Cannon. And they said, well, she's booked up the next four years. <laughs> I had no idea how big of a deal she was, honestly. And I said, well, I was kind of hoping to get in before that. And, <laughs> and they said, well, she's started teaching people how to do this method. And maybe you can find someone in your area. So I did. Um, long story short, I always had this fascination with this type of work. And many years later, I had another setback. And I was laid off at Hallmark. And I said, well, heck, if I'm going to do another corporate job, this is dumb. So um, I don't know why. I just decided that it was really time for me to strike out on my own, started Radiate Wellness. And the same week, what was I thinking? The same week I started Radiate Wellness, I went down to Eureka Springs for a week-long training in QHHT. So it kind of came full circle. So yeah, anyway, and then a couple years later, I went for level two. All right, so we cannot discuss QHHT without discussing Dolores Cannon. You've heard me mention her a few times. There's Dolores. I've got a picture of her in my office, and um, people think it's my grandma or my mom. <laughs> she does look like, kind of like my grandma. And so she passed in 2014, October, and I really regret that I never got to meet her. So by the time I came to the training... Somebody had the foresight before she passed to record all of her training. And so it was videos that we watched interspersed with people who are practitioners and can fill in. And then in the evenings we'd go and we'd practice on each other and we'd come back and we'd learn more. So fascinating. So Dolores and her husband, well, her husband Johnny was a military man and they lived on military bases and they moved around. Johnny was in, very interested in hypnosis. And he learned how to do it. Dolores helped him many times. And they just worked with people on the bases. They were doing all the classic stuff. Smoking cessation, weight loss, stress reduction, all of that kind of stuff. And they decided they wanted to get faster, deeper, more reliable results. So they started to take their clients deeper to what's called the theta state of consciousness. And this is the state of consciousness we're in right before we drift off to sleep and right before we wake up. So you're, you, you're aware of things. People can talk to you. You can ask questions. In fact, if you've ever taken a nap and your kid comes in the room and asks you for candy and you say yes, and then later you see them eating candy and say, what are you doing eating candy? Well, you said I could. Was I taking a nap? 
Yeah, so you can answer questions in this state, and you may or may not remember much of that afterward. So they were working in this deeper level of consciousness, and all of the experts at the time, the psychologists and everything, were saying, you're crazy, you can't take somebody that deep because weird things happen. But a weird thing happened. So they were working with a client who was in for overeating and this nervous eating, and they regressed her to this deep level, and she spontaneously went into a past life. And Dolores and Johnny were kind of like, what's going on here? Because her voice changed, her intonation changed, like her face, the expression changed. I mean, she was truly in this experience. And nobody was doing that kind of work at the time. Nobody knew very much about that. There was the case of Bridie Murphy, if anybody knows that, but that was, that was about it. Nobody was doing this type of regression. And so they didn't know what they'd stumbled onto. Turns out this lady was a really good subject, and they worked with her many times just to find out what, could, what they could do and regressed her many different times. And um, Dolores ended up writing a book about it called Five Lives Remembered. So um, tragedy stuck, struck not long after that, and Johnny had a severe um, automobile accident. He ended up being a... a or paraplegic, and was quite ill for some time. So they put the hypnosis on the back burner. But after he passed, Dolores picked it up again, and she started doing more of this regression work and was starting to get known for this. Until one day, someone came up to her and said, hey, I know somebody who's got an ET experience, possible abduction. Do you think you could work with this person to find out what happened? She said, well, let's see. Let's try it. And so had a great deal of success with that, and she's worked with many others who had similar experiences with aliens, ETs, lost time, and many other things, and was starting to get known for that as well. She was also finding about, out about Atlantis, Lemuria, what's going on in the middle of the Earth, what's going on in, out in the cosmosphere, and started to refer to herself as the recorder of lost knowledge, which is one of the names she's known by. And, but she wasn't sure what to call this method that she was doing. Went through a couple of different iterations. She started to realize that there could be healing with this and was having some excellent results healing in this um, hypnosis work. So eventually she settled on quantum healing hypnosis technique. So because the healing that goes on is in the quantum level and it's healing and it's hypnosis and it's a technique. And so she's, uh, she really further developed it and codified it so that it became, um, you know, a, st a standalone work. And then she started teaching it around the world. And they continue in that work. I know Julia Cannon has been here. That's her daughter. And her daughter helped her with that. All right. And then Dolores is also known for many of these, well, for all of these books. They're all written by her. But Five Lives Remembered is that first client that they took that they regressed to a past life. In fact, several past lives. And this was the first book she wrote, but nobody would publish it. She couldn't get anybody interested in it. They thought it was too weird. So eventually, she formed her own publishing company to publish her books, Ozark Mountain Publishing, and published, oh, so many more besides these, but eventually Five Lives got published. But she did a whole series of conversations with Nostradamus where she actually talked with Nostradamus and worked on new translations and new interpretations of all of his quatrains. Fascinating. 
She did a couple of uh, books on Jesus, people who had had lifetimes where they actually were there. And then The Custodians. The Custodians and Star Crash, these are two of the books with her alien and ET encounters. And it is highly recommended that you, that you read The Custodians first before you ever start on the Convoluted Universe series. Because the Convoluted Universe series, I think there's five books, and it is dense. It is very interesting, but it takes me forever to read them because it's just packed full of material. And much of it you wouldn't even be able to understand until you've read this book first. At least that's what she said. And then uh, there's also Between Death and Life, which is absolutely fascinating. And there's a whole lot of stuff that goes on between the dimensions and before we come back. And then there's many other books besides that. So, now, what is possible with QHHT? Why would people want to have a session? So, one reason is, of course, past lives. And this is what Dolores did for many, many years. But... It's not only past. In fact, I really don't even call them past lives anymore. I say it's other lives because we can go to the future. We can go to other dimensions. We can go to the between dimensions. We could go between lives. I mean, the possibilities are truly endless because we are truly endless. We can find many things out about these other lifetimes, such as patterns we carry forward. Um, sometimes people are just curious, have I had a past life? Yes, you have. Many, many. So we can learn a lot from these other lifetimes that we've experienced. Also, we can go into quantum healing hypnosis for healing. Emotional, spiritual, physical healing even. And I've got stories about that. Another thing that we can do is talk directly to our subconscious. And I'll be talking about how Dolores defined that, but basically it's our inner self, our soul. If you could ask yourself, your higher self, anything, what would you ask? And we'll go over some of the things that people do ask. So that's part of it. We can get answers. And then finally, people come to QHHT just for exploration and knowledge. What's possible? What, what can this do? What, I'm, I've always been curious about the nature of the universe, the nature of souls. Just curious. I want to know. And honestly, those make for really good sessions because people don't have an expectation of it. They're, they come in wide open. And so here's a couple of more responses from Facebook. Somebody wanted to know um, about the ways that past lives impact our current life. And they, they honestly do. And we're going to look at a couple of those. And then how bits of past lives can surface in other ways. And then somebody else said, I want to know everything. Case studies are great. So we're, all, we're going to do those. All right. So our many, our many lifetimes. First of all, they're not necessarily human. Yeah, I've seen fairies. One of my first sessions I ever conducted the lady was a fairy in another lifetime, and it was really cool. Um, I've seen others since then. Mermaids. I've seen two mermaids, and they don't look like, you, they don't look like the, the little mermaid, and they don't look like you expect them to. More like, like dolphin mermaids. But, um, so anything is possible, and we're not always human. And we're not always biological, not necessarily. So I did have a client who went back to the Big Bang 
she expanded. She said, I'm, I'm molecules. All the molecules are coming together, and now, now I'm water, and I'm flowing over this new planet. It was very interesting. So I've seen people be water, trees, boulders. Now, these non-biological, I guess you could say, experiences, I usually take the client to the day of death. There's a lot of information that you can get from how you died in another lifetime. But if they're a rock, we don't have that. So what happens is they just decide, we, we decide to just withdraw our consciousness. I've had this experience for a very long time. I know it backwards and forwards, and now I'm bored. I want to do something else. And it's just this withdrawing of consciousness and going someplace else. And we're not necessarily on this planet either. I talked about we can have future lives, between lives, dim between dimensions, et cetera, et cetera. So many of the lifetimes that we experience in this type of work is on other planets and um, all kinds of different planets. And then the last thing is we're not necessarily solid either. Many times we have lifetimes just as pure positive energy. I've seen a lot of folks who describe a lifetime as being a blue sphere, a blue ball of energy. And these are random people, don't know each other. That's when it gets really interesting. But Dolores always said, the most important life is the one that you're living now, because this is where you're focused. Everything else is just information to inform this current lifetime. Now, with the lifetimes that we experience under hypnosis, it's your subconscious that is calling the shots. Your subconscious knows what you need to accomplish in this lifetime, what your questions are, what your challenges are. And so the subconscious starts working with us to go through our files. Okay, what is she dealing with in this lifetime? What's going to be the best lifetime to show her just so she can have learning and knowledge? And that starts even before we appear for the, for the session. So you may have interesting dreams or just flashes of insight, but the subconscious is the one who's going to choose the best experience for you to see. All right, so somebody also wanted to know about blocks and patterns that we carry from past lives. What are the subconscious or the unconscious beliefs that hold us back from our true expression? And there are many things that we can carry forward from a past life. And that's why this work is very, very helpful. First of all, I don't know if you can see this, it's a monk in a monastery. Oh boy, that messes with us sometimes. Um, the vows that we've taken in past lives, poverty, chastity, obedience. These vows we take so seriously that when we move on to the next experience, we often carry those forward because once we made a vow, we don't want to break it. And so you can see how we can have problems in the current lifetime if we took a vow of poverty, right? We're always having a hard time making and keeping money. A vow of chastity, we have trouble in relationships, either getting in a relationship or staying in it. Vow of, uh, of uh, obedience, you know, we have a problem with authority. So we take these things very seriously. And then there's also... Um, if we have a bad experience in another lifetime, sometimes we go, oh, God, I don't want to do that again. And so we make these unconscious choices not to follow in the same footsteps that we led in a sad or depressing life. Or sometimes we just go the opposite way 
to get away from um, our past experiences. So, so a, few, a few case studies. All right. So this was of a, of a healer who is a bit reticent to come forward with her healing abilities. And I see a lot of people who are in this boat. So in this case, the client went to a lifetime. The first scene was, I've got a carpet bag. I'm getting on a train. I'm going to go learn how to be a nurse. And it was kind of a big deal. This, this, in this lifetime, she felt like she wanted to help people. She felt she was, had a mission to help and relieve suffering. But after learning nursing trade, the next scene, I moved her forward, and she went to a tent, and it looked like the Civil War. There were doctors everywhere, there were other nurses, and there were scads and scads of screaming, suffering, traumatized men. It was not what she thought it would be. It was very traumatic. And then that whole lifetime ended in a flash of white light. And to my, what it seemed like to me was that a cannon went off, a mortar went off, something, and that life was ended. Then, the next life, because we got to do two lifetimes that time. So the next lifetime was with a group of other girls in the forest. They were learning herbology. They were learning healing techniques. And the client said, oh, well, we can't tell anybody. This is a secret. If anybody found out, it would be bad for us. And honestly, that's an experience I've found with many, many clients. And so we moved forward. And then there was a time in front of, um, like, the village elders who said that she was going to be excommunicated along with her husband, and they had to take all of their belongings, belongings and go to another city. Or they couldn't stay there. They could never come back. And I said, well, sounds like you got off easy. And um, in the session, the client said, yeah, the others didn't so much. And I've seen a lot of, lot of that. So people who come to be healers in this lifetime, in other lifetimes, it wasn't accepted. And many of them were stoned to death, hung. You know, you, many different things happened to them. So after two experiences like that, it's like, all right, well, in this lifetime, I feel like I want to give, I want to heal, I want to serve, but it's not gone so well before. Oh, in this story, oh, my gosh. So this gentleman comes in, and he's had terrible problems with women in his life. They walk all over him, they take advantage of him, and he just can't figure out how to be peaceful with the women in his life. And so he goes back to a, a lifetime where he was on this council, a, a nobleman, and with other noblemen on the council, and they had to decide disputes among the village. And that's, that was kind of like the jury, the judge, or, or whatever, they would decide these things. And so we went to a scene where he was, his was the last vote to decide something between two peasants. It was a land dispute. No one was, there was always going to be someone who was unhappy with whatever the decision was. So his was the deciding vote to establish a boundary. And then all pandemonium broke loose. There was a peasant uprising. Many people were killed. Many people were hurt. And then he was in the, the castle, the, you know, the manor house, and the peasants came in, and, and he was killed as well. So in this lifetime, does not like to establish boundaries because it went very badly the last time. And um, what struck this client in the session was 
how much pain and suffering and how many people died because of that boundary that he set. And he wasn't the only one, he just was the deciding one. So we can see these things play out in different lifetimes. Hi, this is Christy. I just want to say that we here at Radiate Wellness hope you're enjoying this podcast. It's free to you, and we hope that you find it informative and inspirational. Heck, even fun. We have just three small asks of you to help us radiate growth. First, please hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on. That way, you'll receive a notification every time that we have a new podcast episode out. Next, please give us a thumbs up a like, or a five-star review. If you're feeling inspired, a positive review wouldn't hurt. These two small things will help others find us when they're searching for great podcasts. Finally, please tell your friends about the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Better yet, show them how to find us and how to subscribe. If everyone did that, we would double our audience. Thanks a lot. We really appreciate it. All right, so healing with... Q-H-H-T. Many people come for that. So this is, I think, is a very classic example. So a woman came in, her, um, she had been dealing with migraines, almost daily migraines. They were keeping her from working, keeping her from taking care of her family, and enjoying anything in life. Just horrible migraines. So she came in, and the first lifetime she went to, the opening scene, she saw a mangled bicycle on the pavement. Okay. Um, we went through a couple of other scenes. She described herself as being a paper boy, about that age, with a cap and a bag, and got, her, got his papers. And I said, well, does anybody else have a job? And what is in the newspapers anyway? She said, oh, no, nobody does. Uh, in the newspapers, it's just bad news, bad news. Nobody's got any jobs. And described going home to a mother and a father, both out of work, baby sister. This kid was the only one putting any food on the table at all. It was the depression, quite clearly. And then so we moved forward to the last day of this lifetime. We went back to the bicycle. Aha! That bicycle had something to do with the death in that life. So she described then being hit by a car. And that was what killed her or him, and after I brought her out, we talked about it. She said, you know, I saw the whole thing. There was this flash in my head. I could feel the car hitting me, and, it's, and I said, well, where did it hit you? She said, right here. Where do your migraines start? Right here. So we had a traumatic death. There was a great amount of fear for what was going to happen to the parents because nobody had jobs. Um, she was very worried about that, very fearful. So this strong emotion with a traumatic death resulted in her carrying this painful reminder of that with her in this lifetime. But she didn't have any other migraines after that. She had that realization, and she didn't need that reminder anymore. And she told me that any time that she felt one was coming on, you know, you kind of get that hazy feeling, you're kind of feeling... She said she'll talk to that little boy and say, you're safe, you're okay, everybody's okay, they're all well, you're with me now, I will take care of you, and you're fine. And then the migraine would stop before it even started. 
And then we can also have just energetic blocks in the body that need to be removed. Whenever we have these, um, the subconscious describes it in many different ways. It looks like snakes. It looks like uh, this black tar. It describes many different ways that energy is stuck in the body. We always conduct a body scan. So the subconscious goes through the human body and then locates all these places that have um, some sort of block or energetic or trauma and then just um, can work on clearing those. But these blocks and... Um, these energetic, yeah, these energetic blocks can cause some problems in our lifetime. So we always ask, well, what is the origin? Is it this life? Is it another life? Is it an emotion that is tied to it? Is there trauma at attached to it? Is the client finished with this, or do they still need to learn from it? Is it okay to remove it? Those type of questions. And sometimes the subconscious will say, no, he's not done with it yet. All right, all right, maybe we'll look at, look at it later. But many times the subconscious said, yeah, I think we can do that. Let's do that, okay? And there are many different ways that the subconscious will go about removing these blocks and illness too. So, and I'll be describing another one, but sometimes the subconscious will say, we're, we're just bringing in scrub brushes and scrubbing it, okay? Um, bringing in light, different colored light, and that takes care of it. Um, or we're just untangling it, we're moving it. So many different ways to remove these energetic blocks and disease. So I had a couple of really interesting ones, a couple of interesting sessions, and I had some transcripts made. And I thought I would share this with you. And this is about DNA and templates. And the client was keenly interested in templates and how we remove them. So this is part of her session, we were talking directly to our subconscious. So it starts off with me. Do all humans carry templates? Yes. I see. How do we get them? How do we have them? Family. Okay. Okay. And how can humans release these past templates? No judgment. No judgment. And how do these past templates affect us? Sickness. In sickness, I see, I see. So past templates affect us in sickness. And how is it that we can release these past templates? Through me. So through the subconscious. Through you. Do these past templates have anything to do with DNA? Yes. Tell me more about that connection. Family. Hmm, family. How do these templates come to be? Life. Can you tell me more about that, please? What you repeat in life. So to me, that was very clear. The message was what we repeat in the families generation after generation after generation becomes codified in the DNA, which is referred to as a template. So when, we're when she was talking about the templates, I believe she was talking about the DNA. And we think of things being genetic that get passed down genetically. But from this, it tells me that what gets passed down are the patterns that get solidified in that DNA, in that template. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And then there was another transcript that I've got here. And this client had, or had um, ulcerative colitis and had a terrible time of it. And uh, this was her session in healing. Would you please scan D's body, and I don't use names, 
Would you please scan Dee's body and tell me what you see and what you're doing, perhaps beginning with the head? Her belly. What's going on in her belly? There are bubbles and black spots. I don't like those. And do they serve a purpose? No. Are they trying to get her attention in any way? Yes, they're not good. They're not good. And so why are they trying to get her attention? So she will speak. Can you take them away? Can you heal them? I can. I know she'll appreciate that. Thank you. So tell me what you're doing and how you're healing them. I'm just reaching in, grabbing the black spots. Good. What can you do with them? I just rub my fingers together and they turn to dust. Thank you. So Dee's been having some digestive problems and some problems with her stomach, her belly. Is this the cause of her problems? Yes. So will turning them to dust take care of the problem and solve the issue? Yes. And so this client went off of all of her ulcerative colitis medications and she never had any further episodes. And I asked her, I said, did you check with your doctor before you went off of all your medicine? She says, no, I didn't see any need to. And I said, well, they'd probably tell you you still have it, but if you're not feeling any symptoms, then she felt like she didn't need the medicine anymore and she just never had a flare-up, which is good. But the part about speaking up, that was interesting and I decided not to read the transcript because it's kind of disturbing. So we went on in the session and started talking, the subconscious was telling me about this yellow substance in her joints, knees, fingers, many of her joints, this yellow stuff. And that resulted, it was another instance of just not speaking up, that when she was seven, she had gone to play at a friend's house, and their dog was tied up on the deck, and it fell off the deck, and it hung itself. And she saw that, and it was very disturbing. And the family said, you can't tell anybody about this. And so a seven-year-old seeing this horrible thing and can't tell anyone, she carried that with her her whole life, and she was well into her 40s by the time we had the session. So you can see how we carry these things with us, and they can form this disease, these energetic blocks that need to be removed. So I just wanted to share that with you. So working with the subconscious, we've been talking about that quite a bit, a bit lately. The subconscious itself, this is how Dolores saw it and described it. So she talked about the subconscious being the consciousness that's just below the surface. That makes sense. And that's not strictly psychological terms, but that's just what she called it. And now that's what all of the QHHT practitioners call it. We call it the SC, the subconscious for short. So she saw it as the greater part of you that's just lying below the surface. You know, we're these great, huge spiritual beings. We are energetic beings having a human experience. And so she's called the subconscious that greater spiritual part. But it's more like this. So you see the person in the middle, and then, you know, I guess you could call one of these two females the, the higher self. But then there's also all of these beings who are with our higher self. And I know Julia Cannon came to talk here a while ago, and um, I've seen her talk before, and she's got this diagram that she does. Did she do that diagram? Uh, I can't imagine she didn't. But anyway, so 
it's a different view of the subconscious where it's not only our higher self, but it's all of those beings who are attached to the higher self and work with us, our guides, our angels, our loved ones, our masters, our elders, and all the way up to spirit. And since we're all connected, then, you know, this, this subconscious is really pretty vast. But our chunk of the subconscious is what works with us. So that's more like what it really is. And, and honestly, when talking with somebody's subconscious, it's interesting because sometimes I'll ask a question and one type of voice comes in and then another question, maybe another accent or another way of speaking comes in. It gets, it gets interesting. Okay, so the questions. So if you're going to be doing this work with a therapist, then you always want to come in with questions because you can ask your higher self anything you want to ask. So what would you ask if you could? These are common questions. First of all, why do I feel like I've never fit in? And I've got a really interesting case study about this. This gentleman came in, big construction worker. He says, I've always felt like I never fit in and I've always been interested in fairies. Like, really, fairies? You seem, don't seem to be um, like a fairy type of guy to me. But he's always been fascinated and wanted to know about it. So he went to this lifetime where he was just this guy walking in the forest and saw something kind of shimmery. He went up to go investigate and found himself on the other side of a fairy portal for like 200 years. And was fascinated with these beings, but they let him know in no uncertain terms, you're not like us, you do not belong here, I don't know where you belong, but it's not here with us. And so he always felt so alienated. So comes back in this lifetime with this fascination with these beings, these creatures, and a feeling of not fitting in. Um, another popular question is, what does my subconscious want me to know? Usually it's that you're loved honestly, and that you need to meditate. Pretty much all the time they say he needs to meditate. <laughs> um, people want to know, how can I work with my guides? And so there's a lot of feedback that comes back from the subconscious about that, many ways to work with guides. And what can I do to fulfill my purpose? That's another one. But even more important, what is my purpose? Sometimes people forget that. We'll go through their questions, we get to the end, and I say, are you forgetting something? No, am I? Yeah. Do you want to know what your purpose is? Oh, right, yeah, I want to know what my purpose is. And then there's the curiosity questions. These don't really have anything to do with anything, just people want to know. This one guy comes in, and every time he makes coffee, he can't just put like three scoops of coffee, he's got to put this kind of coffee and that kind of coffee and this kind of coffee and it was driving his wife crazy and so she wanted him to ask why do you have to mix the coffees um, so you know if we have time to do curiosity questions we will but we try to prioritize things that have to do with relationships healing and that type of thing all right so those are the questions that we typically ask now, exploration and knowledge, that's another reason why people want to do hypnosis work, whether it's introspective, quantum healing, and there's BQH, beyond quantum healing, and other forms, but why people approach this, to find out what's possible. So first of all, I mean, just the nature of the universe. We travel all over, see all kinds of different scenarios, places, dimensions, planets, and just find out what is possible. 
We also want to know about ETs. We want to find out about other planets, what it's like between worlds, what it's like between um, life and death. And this is honestly what many people describe it looking like between life and death. People also want to know about the event. Do we know about the event here? Anybody not know about the event? Not know? Okay. So the event is, um, so we're, the whole earth is shifting from fourth dimension into fifth dimension. Okay. We are shifting from fourth dimension to fifth dimension beings. And so the event is something where it's like critical mass. This, this ascension achieves critical mass, and then something's supposed to happen. We're not really sure what. So a lot of people ask about it. The only thing that comes out is that you'll know it when you see it. Nobody's not going to know. <laughs> but people have questions. How do I prepare for this? How, do I, how can I ascend? How can I move to the next dimension? And most, of it, most commonly, the subconscious, and I'm sorry, says you need to go vegan or vegetarian. I don't know if I'm ever going to do that, so maybe I'll be stuck here. But um, vegan or vegetarian, and you have to let go of hate, you have to let go of judgment, you have to go, let go of fear and bullying and all these negative things. So a lot of people want to know about the event. Okay, so what happens in a QHHT session? So first of all, it's like four to six hours. It's all day. I've gone as long as eight hours. And Dolores always said, it, it goes as long as it goes. It lasts as long as it lasts. And then only two of those hours are actually spent under hypnosis. So two of those hours, we find that beyond two hours, People get stiff and sore, their body gets cranky, we get too sleepy, it's kind of hard to wake back up and you have to send them on the road and drive and I want them to be able to do that. Now the longest I've kept somebody under is two and a half hours because it was so good and I didn't want to stop and there was no, no good place to stop either. Um, so the, what do we do the rest of the time? The rest of the time I get to know you we do a complete and thorough intake. Where were you born? When? Where'd you grow up? Did you move around? Brothers and sisters, mom and dad, grandparents, did everybody get along? What were the major events that happened in your life? Who's your spouse? Any important people? I mean, all these things. And that is for two reasons. One, occasionally someone will slip into the current life instead of another lifetime. It's not all that common, but boy, it sure does help to know who's who and what's what and where they were if that does happen. And I'll give you a very good example. There was a gentleman uh, came in for a session. He's homosexual in this lifetime, grew up on a farm out in some place in the Midwest, some rural place, but grew up on a farm. Didn't even have anybody he knew who was gay. Wasn't sure what was going on with him anyway, but knew he didn't fit in and had applied for college out of state, but didn't tell his parents. So in this session, he went back to the day when they were sitting around the dining room table. He'd gotten a letter from a college out of state saying he'd been accepted, and he had to tell his parents. And when he was back in that experience, he looked around and he said, they know. They know I can't stay here. They know. They know I'm different and everything shifted for him. 
So if, it, if there is something in this lifetime that we may have missed the first time around, we need to go back and revisit it, we need to just get a better understanding, sometimes we'll go into this lifetime. Now the second reason that we would want to know all this intake and this personal stuff is for when we're talking to your subconscious because that helps understand the nature of your questions and helps ask better questions if we know what the challenges are and where you've been and where your frustrations are. So it gets pretty personal, but what happens in Christie's office stays in Christie's office, and that's true of any practitioner that you would see. So we get to that hypnosis state through visualization, through increasingly complex things to visualize. And now when visualizing, it's very much like, you know, when you go to a Chiefs game or you go to Unity and you have to park in that garage and you're trying to f remember where you parked. It's like, all right, there was a, let's see, it was a gray sign. I think it said 4C. There was a tree over there. And you're remembering all of these things. But then you need to go back and replay that memory when the time comes. But you replay that visual. Does that make sense? So when we're visualizing, we're just going back into that bank that's in our head, in our right brain. We go into that bank and retrieve those images, and then we visualize. So the relaxation comes from the visualization. We just go deeper and deeper and deeper into that bank. And it's important to be able to let go of the side of the pool. What I mean by that is sometimes people are control enthusiasts. Sometimes we call them control freaks, but I prefer enthusiast. And control enthusiasts sometimes have a hard time letting go. And that's okay, but we just need to realize that whatever you're seeing, just, just go with it, just follow it. What if, what, if it's, what if you're making it up? Does it matter? Is it a good experience? Are you learning something? Wonderful, just go with it. Um, so in that two hours that I talked about, the first hour we go over past, well, other lives. Could be past, could be future, could be whatever. But if there's a lot of detail, a lot of people, a lot of stuff going on, we may just do one in that first hour. But if it's brief, you're born, you dig potatoes for 20 years, you die, then we may do three. So Dolores called those potato digger lives. And <laughs> so we may get up to three lifetimes, wherever they are. And then the second hour, we talk directly to your subconscious. And I ask the subconscious to do a body scan, just starting either at the head or the feet. Tell me what you see. What are the different, uh, you know, what illnesses, what traumas, what blockages are there in the body? And then we go about um, seeing if they can be cleared. Um, we also then, when we call in the subconscious, talk about questions. Ask all the questions. And then after coming out, we sit and we, de we just talk. We debrief. And we go over, well, what do you remember? What do you remember? So some people say, I remember everything. Everything. And I say, really? Did you remember this? No. Did you remember that? Did I say that? No, I don't remember it. But people remember varying degrees about the session. But it's important to debrief and try to just start to put the blocks together. And we're going to be doing that after you do the group hypnosis regression because it's important just to think about the experience and apply it to your life before you forget too much of it. Speaking of which, there's also a recording that's made of a private session and it's very important to listen to that recording because when you hear 
This wisdom, these experiences coming out of your mouth and your voice, it is unmistakable that something, something really happened. So it's important to listen to the recording. We're not going to make a recording tonight. Well, we're, we're recording this part of it, um, but we will not be recording the group session. All right. And then finally, before I forget, because I know I will, I wanted to give everybody 15% off of a QHHT session, if you, would, if you would like, if you feel like you'd like to do this, of a QHHT or a repeat session. So um, usually QHHT is just one and done. We don't need to repeat it. But sometimes people are like, that was cool. I want to do it again. Or we might not have time to get to all the questions and all the things that need to be healed. So I've got it set up to do a, a shorter, less expensive um, repeat session. And so then there's a code. If you're interested, you can write the code down. It's only good for six months. That's good for until the end of September. So that's through the summer. And then um, you can either schedule it online on my website or call me, contact me. My cards are out. So contact me if you want to do that. All right, has everybody written that down? Nope, okay. Let's keep stalling. And so when we go into the group session, when the, let me just ask if we have questions first. Let's do, the, let's do that while people are writing this down. Anybody have questions at this point? Yes, sir. And do we have a microphone? Excellent. Excellent. Wait, hang on a second. He's bringing around a microphone. I was just curious what the average cost is starting out. It's all over the board. So, um, you know, we practitioners, we're not encouraged to find out what other people are charging. I don't know why, but I charge 258 I know people, and that's on the low end. I know people who charge 300 400 500 So it, it depends on the practitioner. Thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And remember, it's an all-day thing. Any other questions? Yes, right over here. Was Dolores familiar with Edgar Casey? Oh, yes. Okay. Sounds oh, very. very similar. Oh, yeah. Brian Weiss and all those folks. Um, second question, you know, after you experience the trauma from oh, other yeah. lives, then where, where do you go for healing after that? That's an excellent question. So sometimes we find out that this trauma from another life has resulted in a physical issue or disease or, you know, a physical condition. And so we would... Um, you know, ask for healing from the subconscious. And, you know, some, there are some things that we're not ready to let go of and we're not ready to have healed, but, um, but just having that awareness helps. Um, but you can also, like I said, with this, with this woman who was a paper boy, she would go back and she would talk to this paper boy and talk to your, your former self. I had a client, he went to a lifetime where he, um, the scene that he went to, he was blind, drunk, and thought he may have molested his daughters and went to court and trial and was hung. Incidentally, has neck issues and throat issues, unsurprisingly, in this lifetime. But then when that lifetime was over, had the realization that I didn't really do that. They just said I did, and I couldn't defend myself. Um, where am I going with this? So, but he, in this lifetime, had this trauma that he'd carry forward and so he would go back and he would talk to that former self and said, 
it was really unfair what happened to you. That shouldn't have happened. You're not at fault, and we're okay now. So there are many ways to go about the healing of that past trauma, but usually just knowing it and understanding it and knowing that that was then. I am a different person now. I have different things going on in my life. That will often help. Does that answer your question? Yes. Thank okay, you. thank you. Any other questions? Awesome. Let's get hypnotized. All right. So the group experience. The group experience, Dolores did these many times, and the script that I use is hers. And um, we're going to go to one lifetime. We're going to go through three, I think, three important days in that life and go through the death as well. And it can be traumatic, but we can choose to look at that death as an observer, like you're watching a movie, and that way you don't have to feel any pain with it. But we're going to go through one lifetime, and it could be anything, honestly. It could be anywhere, any type of uh, being. Just allow yourself to imagine. Like I said, it's the right hemisphere of the brain that does all the heavy lifting with this. The right hemisphere of the brain has pictures, images, symbols, has all the memories in it. We're just accessing it. If something sounds crazy, it seems like it's implausible, just follow along with it. This is very low stakes, people. It's only 15 bucks tonight. And it's, this is for fun and for information, but very low stakes. And so just allow yourself to imagine and allow yourself to, to float. And of course, it's not like a private session because I cannot ask you questions along the way. There's too many of us. Cannot ask you questions along the way. So it's just the visualization. And at the end, you all have paper and uh, hopefully something to write with. And so I will give you some time to write down your experience before you forget. Do we have any questions before we begin? Radiate Wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the Kansas City area dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries, sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify.